Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for the Jeremy Paul Show with your hosts, Mark Stafford and Jeremy Paul. Which is even more exciting in the middle of the Rugby World Cup. JP out of Australia, our former Wallaby champion. Afternoon, sir. Kia ora, bro. Kia ora, mate. France cannot win without Deport. Oh, really? Cannot win. No. That important. He is is that important. Like, mate, I know when, when Dan cut, but I think... I think though you had enough there. I just think Deport, he's just he is everything to France, mm. and they've never lost them before. Yes, that's true. I think. Mate, I think. I think. Um, look, they've been at home. They still have their chance because of that home crowd. But whoa, without him, mate. Oh, I yeah, I don't like their chances. Ireland, man, Ireland. Oh, they look good. Back on island. The, the story coming out of France is he's got a hematoma on his face. They're not going to decide for forty-eight oh, no, that's, hours if that's the, easy. if the crack if the crack goes down enough that he doesn't need an operation. He'll be back for the semis, they think. But if he does need an operation, he'll be gone. Yeah, no, he's gone. No, he's gone. You don't want to be stuffing around with with stuff like that. Like, no, I, especially with all the head rolls. It's, it's all around his head, is it? Jaw. Is it jaw? Mm. Oh, no. No, no, no. I can't see him risking that, especially one, especially in the position he plays. Like, he just he gets loose contact all the time, right? Mm. So, well, no, no, I, I, that's, that, that'll end them. Our first hour, uh, we have a 12 to 1 New Zealand time Rugby World Cup headline hour. Um, we played about a minute 10 of Drew Mitchell coming off his long run. <laughs> it was just emotive but it was quite factual too now my understanding was you were part of that podcast with drew mitchell saying uh almost time's up for eddie no look he was he was showing his emotion mate like he was um yeah look he was a little bit under the weather having had a big night not much sleep but (laughs) i think i think he represented what all wallaby fans is the frustration over 20 odd years mate um and also just consistent um, decisions that have been well decisions that have been consistently poor <laughs> like um, the fact that we only took 110 into and I did I not say this six to eight weeks ago mm. with Carter Gordon mm. I said mate he's having a, a magnificent um, first couple of tests and wow but he's gonna he's gonna crash because that's that's youth and pressure. Um, plus, he also doesn't have someone on the training pitch to not only help him necessarily, but to compete against. Like, who's he competing against? Nobody. To sharpen his skills, to, to apply pressure on his position to get selection. Mm. 
Yeah, there was a, that's a, and and experience within that squad, right? Like Michael Hooper, no Michael Hooper. I even said when it, when he wasn't picked, I was like, "Whoa, that's a big, big call, man!" Because 125 tests, and not 100, just any old 125 tests, 125 tests of 100% just pure dedication to the Wallaby jersey, like and experience in times where tough games where they've won. So I think, um, yeah, I think Drew really just reiterated what every Wallaby fan was saying during the selection period and why he made these selections. So, um, yeah, just just to have that one backstop, mate, like the one or two backstops, mm. particularly when we've got a couple of players that are already injured, right? Like, But I, it was pretty coincidental that um, young Max Jorgensen goes and gets ruled out very, very quickly, um, which allows the opportunity to bring in a 10, I suppose. Uh, let's go to the questions from the listeners. Mikey in Christchurch says, for JP, I know it's the unthinkable, but I think Wales are playing with confidence, have a discernible game plan, and are well coached. So if they beat Australia this weekend, what does that mean for rugby in Australia? Oh, it's diabolical for us. Um, it was always... It w- <sighs> Mate, it's it's hard to even comprehend, right, that we'll fall out of the top ten. Um Definitely, obviously, have to re-qualify for the Rugby World Cup, which in itself won't be a bad thing because it'll build more test matches, more experience with the young side that he's looking to go for over the four years. But, yeah, it'll be it'll be huge and just another blow, which, like, you know, when you've got a man already beaten on the ground, they're just playing boots until they're just <laughs> kicking the absolute crap out of him. And that's, that's a wallaby. That's, that's Rugby Australia right there at the moment. So... Oh, it's even hard to comprehend, bro, to be honest. <laughs> like, it really is. Uh, I'd like to think that having Tate McDermott back and hopefully Will Skilton back, maybe even um, Tupo back as well, there's there's a couple of whispers that he's might be he might be available as well. So, mm. oh, oh, goodness me, mate. I hate to even think of the unthinkable. <laughs> Let's just... Let's just talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah, we will. Okay. Uh, Nathan sent in two questions. First one, uh, did you ever get a tackle wrongs that had you done it in today's game, you would have received a yellow or even a red? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So many times, actually. So mm. many times. Because I, I, I don't know when, like, say when Jonah ran at you, you just, I, I used to just jump and go for his head. Like, I just, like, because his legs were too big, his head was the smallest part of his body. <laughs> so I literally would jump and he would try to push me off. And then I think I just got tangled up in his feet and he tripped over me. So, but yeah, my first my first thing was just to jump up high and try and wrap him up top. Because that was the smallest part of his body. <laughs> Nathan also asked, what's the worst tackle you were ever on the receiving end of? Oh, look, I got knocked out. Jerry Collins, man, the great Jerry Collins. The, the two times I got really probably badly concussed um, where I couldn't remember. Actually, Jerry Collins got me one flush straight in the jaw. And I went, I got, I was, I, I wasn't out, out like for a period of time, but I, I was definitely heavily concussed. And I was going to the line out. And the line-out call, because in a line-out, you'd have 120 to 150 different options, right? And I never forgot a line-out, never once. 
and the caller called the line out and I, I stopped and went, I ran up and said, whoa, whoa, recall, recall. And I ran to him and I said, who's that going to? <laughs> and, <I was> like, <laughs> and he said, mate, just throw it to me straight up, right? And I said, yeah, sweet, sweet, sweet. And I went to throw the ball and I hit him in the nuts. Like, <laughs> like my motor skills. So yeah, man, I, I got, yeah. And actually in Wales, in the 99 World Cup, I came off the bench and 45 seconds in, I ran the ball and this one of the brothers, the Gwinnelson brothers or something. Anyway, there were the two brothers. One was number eight and the big unit. Who was oh, the, the Quinnells. Yeah, the Quinnells. He's come across and they've actually had vision of it. And he has collected me in my jaw and my knees have just, I've dropped. Like <laughs> I've dropped. <laughs> and I ran around for about five minutes with my head cut off and then they like actually then had to take me off. Because um, I was that, yeah, no, I'm, a lot of that stuff used to happen back in the day. So it's, 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 it's actually a really good thing that tried to clean that up. But yeah, no, the, the old jaw ticklers. They, they were very common in my day. I'll tell you what, I, never... I used to love how the doctor doctor would run on and go, are you alive? Yeah, yeah, I'm sweet. I'm sweet. <laughs> yep, cool. Are you alive? Never... Smelling salts. The old you've, smelling salts. You've never got so many questions from listeners. Let's get through them. Uh, from Steve, yeah. after listening to Drew Mitchell, did he play rugby league at some stage of his career? Oh, he's just very emotional, mate, like, like every Wallaby supporter is. I mean, I, I tell you what, if uh, New Zealand fans, after you lose one game, the, the country melts, right? Like, so can you imagine trying to be – imagine New Zealand fans in the predicament of Wallaby fans right now. Can you imagine that? There would be riots around New Zealand. There would be riots. There would be places burnt down. So, yeah, I think I think Drew's um, on point there. Mm. Um, interesting one here. This is Bob from Auckland. Uh, re the – players being able to swap um, playing for different teams now you know we've seen all let's go back for Tonga etc etc if the law changes were around when you were playing would you have considered playing for the All Blacks or even the Maori All Blacks I would love to have played for the Maori All Blacks um, never, oh look never the All Blacks I'd never really thought of um, anyone else but the Wallowicks because um, I've made up 10 years I'm I played 72 tests, but I, I missed out on, I think, 40-odd through injuries. So I could have been 100 tests for the Wallabies. But the Māori All Blacks, when I played my first game, my one and only game against the Māori All Blacks, um, got to swap jerseys with Normie Hewitt. It was awesome. And um, But if there was definitely at the end of my career, if there was the opportunity to have ever played for the Māori All Blacks, I would have taken it with, with open arms. I would love to have played for them. Um, Zaid, he's our life member. He's asking, uh, what do you think about a bye week in the Rugby World Cup? Yes. Yes. I, I, ne I actually didn't even realise it, right, until Drew actually brought it up. Like, it makes sense. Um, but I, I don't – I think it's, it's all about the war of nutrition and the war and the war of injuries and coping with that and keeping your best team on the field and having that extra week kind of nullifies that. So at the end of a seven week tournament, you kind of have not only the best team standing, but the team that um, was or the squad that was the best squad. 
and just having this extra week allows for those sort of niggling injuries, right? Like, so we're kind of uh, nullifying that and that that absolute war of nutrition. So, yeah, there's some pros for it, but there's definitely a lot of cons against it too. Um, there's a lot of questions which I'll put all into sort of one. People talking about... A uh, number of teams competing at the Rugby World Cup. Should it be more? I know I was listening to, ooh, I was either the Springboks or the Irish ex-players, and they were all saying uh, more teams, bigger squads, bigger pools, do it properly. Are you a fan of including more teams um, and, Absolutely and pools no, of six no, instead of pools of five? No, not at all. No, no, no. I like I, – look, I think there's – to qualify, for, if you want to generally make it a, a sporting event, that's too much. It's too much. You want the creme de la creme, right? You want the best 20 teams in in competing, right? Like, say so you want uh, 25 teams, is it? 25? This year? 20. 20. Yeah. Two? No, 20. 20. 20. Twenty, yeah, I thought yeah. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pools, um, four pools of five, and there's four pools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now you want the top twenty teams. So, but it also then allows for these wonderful World Cup playoffs, like we saw with Chile beating the the US. Remember, yeah. we saw that when got into their first World Cup, and it actually then prepares them for the big stage. Like, I no, I don't. I don't want to see that. I want to see the current World Cup and what it's what it's all about. I think we've got a great product. I don't think we need to to make it bigger because then we're just going to get bigger blowouts. Like we're already seeing, like you know, France versus Namibia, Romania. Um, yeah, what about Portugal? Oh my goodness, the amateur players, and it was like, what a remarkable story. Mm. So. No, I, I think when you then go down another level, we're going to see, like when we beat Namibia 153-0. Like I just, I, I don't think that is the product we want to show with. It's the World Cup. So it has to be the best, it has to be the best teams, top 20 teams. What about thoughts on bigger squads so we can have a slightly more compressed tournament? Like I think there's 13 days between games for the All Blacks. Um, I, I think every team should be playing once a week. Uh, because attrition is part of the World Cup. Well, it, it's it when you th- it, absolutely right. Like so, when you think of like thirteen days, that's ridiculous. That that's scheduling, really. Mm. Like mm. It, it should be each week the pool games, if not two in one week, and then you get into the knockout stages of once a week, right? Like I, I think the formatting and the scheduling needs to be far better. That's ridiculous, New Zealand, 13 days in between a game because that means it shortens the next game, right? Um, because it's all week to week when you get from quarterfinals onwards. But, um, look, bigger squads, um, no. No, look, I think they've got I think they've got everything right, like particularly in previous World Cups I've played in. Um, again, like that, that ability to be able to get through seven games to win the World Cup with your best team or using that squad that you have available. And it also 
like let's not forget, like look at the Wallabies and the selection of the squad that they made. Like that would then allow coaches to be able to select so many more different players and cover so many more different options. Mm. Like it also puts a bit of pressure on to select for the coaches to select the right squad. So because that also will impact, like it has impacted the Wallabies in this World Cup. It also impacts the team's performance, right? Like if they go, like if they don't take three halfbacks or three hookers and you only go with the two look at south africa going with what is it seven forwards on the bench again if they have an injury in the back line that is a coach's decision yeah and that's part and parcel of what makes up a really cool world cup right two more rapid fire ones um cam roygaard new kid on the block playing really well young legs getting around the park gives us all different looks would you start him for 65 minutes and then bring aaron smith on with his 120 test caps with all that experience in the last 15 minutes of a white hot world cup game good question no other way around always start with your experience always start with your incumbent like it, yes, he's flashing now. Same with Carter Gordon, mate. Like he's gonna, it's gonna crash. Mm. Like you just can't, as a young player, keep up that consistency. And yeah, you'll you'll have a you'll have a blue moon where it's a great period, but you will you will crash. Last one. Can you ask Jeremy Paul if he thinks the Warriors will beat the Broncos up the Waz? Up the Waz. I said the Broncos at the start of the year, bro. I said this eight months ago. <laughs> Said the Broncos. I, I thought said, now the Knights the biggest, were out, you'd be in our camp. Well, look, I would love to, but I've got to go with my pick, right? I said, I said at the start of the year, bro. You said, oh, Broncos. I said, no, the Broncos. Reese Walsh is probably the best buy of the year, and this kid's turned out to probably be the best player in the competition. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, mate, I can't see it at fifty-two thousand. But hey, look, if there's a team that is going to upset someone, it's going to be the Wars. But twenty-two thousand <laughs> of the fifty-two will be Kiwis. Don't you worry about that. Oh, of course they would. It's like every other bloody bladders like Cup I used to play in. Don't worry about that. <laughs> JP, I've got to go. We'll be uh, messaging on Facebook during the uh, Australian win over Wales. I can assure you of that. Yeah, and, and Ireland to beat South Africa. Oh, I'm against you there. I'm South Africa to beat Ireland. No chance. Well, All right. Let's have a little bit of a wager on that. Okay, I'll be messaging you. I'll be messaging yeah, you. Yeah, we'll good man. messaging. <laughs> Get on up See you. Jeremy Paul Show.